This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 43. The first thing you need to think about when you prepare for the IELTS exam. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection, and we are here to show you how to get the seven that you need on your next IELTS exam. Subscribe to our show and join Jessica Beck, the Examiner of Excellence, and Lindsay McMahon, the English Adventurer, coming to you from Portland, Oregon, and Boston, Massachusetts, USA. In today's episode, you'll learn what you're probably missing from your own IELTS preparation and what is likely missing from any IELTS class you are going to pay for. Do you need five guaranteed ways to quickly increase your IELTS speaking score? You can get that information right now at allearsenglish.com slash training. We have a free video series available for you. Go to allearsenglish.com slash T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Jessica. How's it going? Fantastic. I am looking out the window at a sunny, sunny day, and I can't wait to go outside. That's awesome. (laughs) Me too. It's beautiful in Boston today. And, you know, this is like my favorite time of year, you know, springtime moving into May. It's just gorgeous. I know. And, you know, this is our first uh, spring in our new house. And we are, yeah, it's super exciting. So we're getting to see like all these flowers that we didn't know were here. And uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's so fun. Oh, how cool. Are you into gardening? Like, do you do gardening? I, yeah, we have uh, two big garden boxes in our backyard, and I grow like as many vegetables and herbs as I can. There's some Very garlic cool. and cauliflower plants that are looking really nice today. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love growing our own love food. It. I don't think it saves a lot of money because it's such like a small yeah. amount that we actually get from the garden, yeah, but yeah. it's super fun. Yeah. <laughs> but you get to get your hands dirty, yeah. right? Get your hands in the dirt. There's supposed to be something really healthy about that, right? Getting back to nature, oh, getting sure. the hands dirty. It's supposed to be really good for your mind and your soul. So It has to be. It has to be. It's yeah. a really good form of meditation, I think, right? Absolutely. Like keeping your hands busy, but still like being involved in these like, in this like vibrant life, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're growing something. I mean, you're nurturing something and that's super cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, very anyway. cool. Well, tell us how the, how the cauliflower is next I'll time. I'll keep you updated. I'll give you a cauliflower <laughs> report at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> the cauliflower report. Oh, you know what's funny? I forgot. But in Chinese, there's only one word for broccoli and cauliflower. It's like the same Isn't that interesting? Word. But they're so different. I know. Huh. But I don't think, ca- I think cauliflower was like invented in 
the sixties or something. Like it used Got to just it. be broccoli. Anyway, anyway. Oh wow. Huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I could be totally wrong. Anyway, so oh. what is our topic today, Lindsay? Yeah, slightly different from cauliflower. <laughs> even though we would love to talk about cauliflower for fifteen minutes, we won't. <laughs> so so here we go. This is the topic today. So Jessica, the question is, you know, I think a lot of students, you know, as you've said, they do one of two things. They either go ahead and only focus on exam strategy and exam practice, or they only focus on general English skills and they don't do both. But, right. mm-hmm. you know, maybe we're making a big mistake by not doing both. So how can we actually get balanced practice, as you've told us we need, and what does it actually mean? Right. So um, a lot of students think that signing up for a course or buying a a textbook or something like that's what that's all they need to do to prepare for the test. But remember, you're not preparing for a math test. You're, you know, Mm -hmm. this is language. This is huge. And this, these Mm -hmm. are proficiency tests. Like how, what is your level? How good are you at this language? Not just how good are you at taking a test, but how good are you at speaking English? So you have to really Focus on practicing, um, the, all the skills in interesting ways. Getting, getting exposure to the language as a native speaker does. Watching movies and TV and listening to music and, you know, mm. just experiencing the language, not just practicing the test. Yeah. And maybe to that end, not just practicing speaking, as you've said, getting exposure in all different ways, the reading, the writing. There is kind of a narrative out there that speaking is the only thing we need to do. Right. Um, And so we know that that's not necessarily the case. We need to interact with the language in so many different ways. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm sure I've mentioned before, but I have a a four-year-old son. So I'm always watching him and how he is learning the language and where mm. he picks stuff up from. He picks up words from everywhere. That's what <laughs> our students should do. I mean, watching cartoons, reading books, listening to people outside in the park. These are all yeah. things, right, that that everybody has to do if they're learning a language. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I I think the key is finding um finding the balance, striking the balance. So it's a really good idea to actually make a schedule for yourself so you can mm-hmm. literally see the balance. You can see here's one hour of test practice and here's one hour of watching TV, you know? Yeah, because I think if we don't have that schedule or study plan set up for ourselves, we actually will tend to just do what feels what's easier for us yeah. or what just feels more intuitive, right? right? So we're likely to tip in one direction or the other if we don't have that regimented kind of study plan. Plan. Exactly. Exactly. It's don't. Yeah. Don't make it too easy on yourself. I mean, you know, if you want that seven or higher, it's not easy. That's not an easy score to get. You need to have good advice. A, 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 you need to have a good course, a good textbook. You need these materials that will give you the mm-hmm. correct practice and the correct strategies and advice, but you also need to just improve your overall level of English. Yeah. And what's the problem with a lot of IELTS schools? I mean, do they generally only focus on the exam preparation, like the strategy or the practice? Yeah. Or do they offer that balance? Yeah. I think, you know, 
I could think of two examples straight off just of, you know, my experience of working with other teachers. You either have this uh, new teacher who is younger and who mm-hmm. has lots of interesting online resources for her students, like videos and listening and um, vocab quizzes and all this like super fun stuff to do online. But that okay. person does not really know the test or the test strategies. Okay. So that's not going to help you. You know, it's not going to help. Or okay. you have a teacher who's been teaching IELTS for 20 years and who has been doing the same lesson plan for 20 years and like really is not flexible and will only give you this like test practice and thinks that they have the, the last word and there's no, there's no other way to learn besides what they're telling you. You know what I mean? Like you have to do 20 questions today and I'll give you the answers and then we're going to do 20 more questions. And so that's, that's also terrible because it's really boring. We have created a new free video training just for you to help you get the seven or higher that you need on that IELTS exam. So to get that free video training series, go right now to allearsenglish.com slash training. That's allearsenglish.com slash T-R-A-I-N-I-N-G. And we'll show you exactly how to get the seven or higher that you need. See you there. So Jessica, what generally happens with IELTS schools? Do they provide this kind of balanced practice the way we need? Yeah, uh, rarely. I would okay. say not often. I mean, you, you know, in general, you'll get one of two types of teacher. You'll have, um, a teacher who is, who is new to IELTS, um, mm-hmm. usually younger, right? And yeah. probably a good teacher, like a really good teacher, but a good teacher of general English. So they will help you improve your overall ability, but they don't know the strategies for the test. They don't Mm. know the test well enough to give you the the steps that you need for each part of the test or what the examiner is looking for. Like they, they don't know. So they don't know. Mm. Yeah. Um, it'll probably be a fun class, you know, but it's not true IELTS preparation. Um, or you'll have the other extreme side of things where you'll have this like professional IELTS teacher who, um, has probably been, been doing it too long. Long and <laughs> they should just, retire. Yeah, like using the same lessons as they used 15 years ago. Oh. Um, the, you know, the same practice tests, the same materials. Um, and they're not going to give you that exciting or fun overall, mm. pra- that fun balanced practice that you need to, to, know the test and improve your overall English. And oh. it'll be boring. So like it'll how much will you learn anyway? <laughs> Absolutely. As we know, a, a mind that is not mode, not uh, having a good time generally doesn't learn, right? The, the yeah. information just goes in one ear and out the other. And so it's not exactly. going to help us. So yeah. we really need to strike that balance. It seems like it's quite rare then to find a teacher who's able to do both. Yeah. Um, I, you know, if you, if you really want to attend a traditional classroom, if you're a, a student who is really focused on that, um, I would say, 
just make sure that you have the option of getting your money back after the first class. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> seriously, test it out because you you don't know. Like, every school is different. Every teacher is different. So just, yeah. you know, make sure you can test out a class before, you know, you commit to the full course or um, – if you're, if you want to go the online route, which I think mm-hmm. is better these days, you can usually watch some sample lessons and see some sample materials before you buy the whole course. So yeah. when you're looking at how you're going to practice, just make sure that you're investing your money wisely in, in something that will give you that balanced practice. Yeah, I like that. And we may have to do another uh, episode with kind of a checklist about what you should look for when you go ahead and evaluate that class, right? Yeah. Because as we, we've kind of given you guys this hint today, that the overall idea is a course or a tutor that gives you balanced practice. But what else should you look for when you go into that first day of that class, uh, when you decide whether or not to get your money back? But I guess one of the problems mm-hmm. is a lot of times when we've decided to study at a school, we've already, you know, made a trip to New York or London or we've signed on and we've kind of decided that this is what we're doing, right? It's kind of hard in our minds to go back and change at that point, I think. <laughs> Good point. So, yeah, yeah, that would be difficult. <laughs> so I guess try try to evaluate as much as you can before... Yeah, really yeah. Fully but we'll go. Yeah, we'll go into more depth there, and we'll we'll offer you guys a kind of checklist of what to look for. But yeah, this is good. This is important. I think that's the point from today is the balanced practice and the balanced study plan. Yeah, awesome. So be so be honest with yourself when you're when you're making your list. Um, if you're you know if you're the kind of student who thinks that test practice is the most important thing, just sit down and really schedule yourself an hour a day for example, to to do this general practice where you read a novel, you read the newspaper, you watch TV, um, because I, I, you're not wasting your time. I promise you're not wasting your time. You need to do this. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And we'll talk more about this again soon. Awesome. Well, thanks for hanging out today, Jessica. My pleasure. Thank you, Lindsay. Have a good day. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.